0: It's almost time for the 61st ACB Annual Convention, and convention time also means ACB auction time. This year's auction will be held on Saturday, June 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's your chance to bid on crafts, jewelry, technology, and those ever-popular food items, including some delicious baked goods. Participation is easy. If you're registered for the convention, you're automatically registered to bid. You can join in on Zoom or tune in to ACB Media yet to catch all the action. If you want to get in on some early deals, the ACB Appetizer Auction is for you. It'll take place June 16th and 17th with lots of great items up for bid throughout both days. All proceeds will benefit ACB membership and the ACB community. Watch your email for more auction details or contact Leslie Spoon if you have any questions. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. that's Spoon at cfl.rr.com. Let's have some fun while raising money to support ACB. See you at the auction June 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time.
1: The
2: opinions expressed on the ACB media network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in, take my hand, say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and
1: beginnings to your ends.
2: We'll try not to be
1: cautious, we'll be friends.
3: Welcome in everyone to Visibilities on Friday evening, June 17th. We have a very great and special night planned for us this evening. And um, it's ironic you just heard the commercial for the ACB auction and our very first guest this evening. And I'm, we've pulled her away from the phones for a few minutes. So I want to be sure to give her plenty of time. And so I am, with no further ado, I'm going to introduce Leslie Spoon, the chair of the auction.
4: Thank you, Terry. Thanks for having me on. Um, I apologize. My phone starts ringing. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I start talking, the phone starts ringing, which is awesome. I love it. That's a good thing. Yes. Yes. It is awesome. It's been a very busy weekend in the Spoon household. Dan's been answering the phones. Uh, they keep asking, is, is this, is he really answering for auction? <laughs> and so I, I put him to work this weekend. So um, it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, the committee has done an absolute wonderful job. Um, it was so interesting hearing the the promo. I had tears in my eyes and smiles on my face because it's, this is so near and dear to me. Um, the auction stopped, started so many years ago with Brenda Dillon, my good friend, and Cindy Hollis, which Cindy Van Winkle then, but Cindy Hollis now, and Jeff Tom. So I can never mention the auction without mentioning those three because those were the three gurus that that brought the auction to, to what it is today. Um, and, and it is a wonderful event for ACB and helps now the ACB community and membership engagement, which is so cool. So all the proceeds we are raising this weekend will go towards ACB community and membership engagement. Which helps everything that we love right now. You know, with COVID, we have so many Zoom calls. We have this call, which is awesome and it's a wonderful show. So thank you to you. And you know, we it takes a village. So it's it's very awesome. So.
3: so tell us what kind of good things we can still bid on this evening.
4: Oh my goodness, there's tons of stuff. Cookies, chocolate, um, You're testing my brain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping you don't come up with the one that I want to bid on. (laughs) There's a cool thing. um, Connecticut um, donated this year, and it's it's. I'm not going to give it due diligence, but it's um, I guess it's like tactile stuff when you put on an app on your phone and it can help you find your items. So if you lose your items periodically, like your keys or your wallet, or I don't know, your room key or whatever, and it can help you find those things. So that's pretty awesome, I think.
3: Yeah, that's a pretty cool device. Yeah. No, um,
4: we've got the Echo Studio again. Um, we've got.
3: Shh, so I'm <laughs> not supposed to mention. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> we've got the uh, Echo Show 8. We've got. Um, and this is just today, you know, and it'll end tomorrow at noon. So there's 26 items today. There's a a nice romantic evening uh, donated from friends and art. So, you know, you can, uh, you, Terry, you could bid on that and, and you have a romantic evening with your hubby there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a box of chocolate, a big box of chocolate and wine and a gift card.
3: So I saw that on there. I saw yeah. that.
4: Yeah, it's I just got album. good orders for it because I thought that would be nice to take give, do, give to Dan because, you know... Like I said, it takes a village and Dan has been awesome to me this whole week and this whole month. Um, you know, when you start the auction, you think, okay, it's just calling people and getting donations, which, which you can't do this auction without the donations and the donors and the affiliates and, and you guys, you know, um, thank you to all you guys. But I don't mention this a lot, but Dan behind the scenes really helps me a lot because after we get everything, we kind of have to play uh, a puzzle game. We have to see which is going to go in the main auction and which is going to go for the appetizer. So we kind of uh, sit back in our back room and and just barricade ourselves in and and say, say, is this going to go for this? Is this going to go for the main? You know, so and Paul knows this, you know, our computer skills, we have learned a lot, Mr. Edward. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a, it's been a really really interesting educational tool for both the spoon spoons here so we 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 love the auction. So there's a lot of good things still for the appetizer. Um it closes at noon tomorrow so you can bid up until noon tomorrow so I want my phone's to ring my to just blow up. It's been awesome to see everybody bidding. Um the first day was awesome. I, I won't tell you total. We did total it, but I'm not, you know, you never know if it's correct, but it, it was very phenomenal. So, um, and then don't forget tomorrow night, there's four segments. There's 96 items. We will start at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. And I don't know Hawaii time, Terry, so if you can help me out. So
3: I think it's three hours. beef. <laughs> I think it's six hours difference. From yeah, my yeah
2: so I think it's like two, two Pacific. Yeah. I think.
4: There we go. Two. I'm I'm horrible with time, so. Might <laughs> be one.
2: It's one Pacific because it's three
4: time. So it's one um, time. But there's a lot of wonderful items. There's there's baked goods. There's cookies from Brian Charleston. There's cookies from Patty Slaby. There's fudge from Janine Lee. Oh my God! Any kind of food you want. There's uh, key lime pies from Dan Spin There's trips. There's wonderful technology. If you're low vision, there's a lot of the um, explorers are on there. there. We have a new one. Really? This year, twelve? So wow! We
3: just- oh, oh. Yeah. we we just had CCLVI's coffee hour this morning. Uh-huh. We had a demonstration of uh, several pieces of, of new equipment from Humanware, and we're okay. going to be re- we're going to be replaying that during the vendor showcase on July 1st. Nice. So awesome. just to let everyone know. And that included the Explore 12.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And we also yeah. got Phoenix, Phoenix Embosser from them. So Humanware is such a wonderful donor, donor to to the American Council of Blind because we got the five, we got the eight, we got the 12, we got an embosser. And then we got, this is really cool this year. They gave us a $500 coupon to be used any way you like. There's some, there's some guidelines <coughs> in the description when we read it tomorrow night, but it, but that's pretty cool. So 500 Indeed.
3: Yeah. Indeed.
4: And then we have, especially a since they announced,
3: especially since they announced this morning that their prices are going up as of jo- July 1st.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that
3: was, yeah, should, that, that should come in even handier.
4: It should. Um, it should. Yes. Yeah. And then um, there's also a $500 gift certificate to, Jack Stack's BBQ, so from Melvin Smith, and that's you know BBQ. Who doesn't like barbecue? You know.
3: <laughs> Did you say a five hundred dollars scholarship yeah. certificate? Yes, that's a lot of BBQ. <laughs> Isn't
4: it? Yeah, and I, I think this is cool. Carrot cake or the brownie? I'd want it for that. So
3: <laughs> ah, it does sound.
4: Yeah, and lots wonderful, wonderful quilts. The staff has kicked in a lot of wonderful items. Um, there's a quilt from Lauren Stevens. There's a there's a blanket from Nancy Becker. There's brownies and uh, coffee and and uh, having a conversation with Cindy Hollis. There's uh, uh, Sharon has an item in there, and so you know everybody's just really kicked in. And lunch with Eric and lunch with Dan. So I hope everybody comes out and bid, bid, bids. Like I said, there's four segments. There's four auctioneers and four describers. So we got everybody back. A new describer, um, Colby Garrison, with Cindy Hollis this year in the se- pr- first segment. So, ah. uh, good, yeah.
3: So they, they are ACB's cheerleaders, I think. They are. So they're they're a good group to to start it off with.
4: Yeah, and then the closers are Jeff, Tom, and Terry Linagashi, which are great. So and oh then yeah, we've got Dan Spoon and Kim Charleston. We it past, and then we've got, of course, Michael Garrett and Zelda Gebhardt. So.
3: Ah, that's it. Sounds like a great team you've got put together there. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it because I'm the one that gets carried away with auctions every year.
5: <laughs> I said,
3: you know, last year I said uh, one of the one of the multiple things that I bought at one of the auction. I forget if it was the summer or the winter auction. Now was a coach tote bag. We'll and we have
4: four of them this year again.
3: Really uh-huh <laughs> i I noticed one of them on, to, on uh on the uh appetizer auction for yeah, today one's on today and mm-hmm. I said only an a c b do you spend more money on brownies and cookies than you do on a coach bag <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, there are some great mm-hmm. bargains and such, and there's just it's <laughs> such a good cause um it is. Yeah. The, you know we need to we need so much work on our membership and in and having this money. Um, go some of this proceeds going to work on membership. I think is just so important, and so I am going to ask you while I talk with Paul if that because I don't want to tie you up right now. But before the show is over, can you come back and tell us what your current high bid is on the coach purse that you've got on I can today's auction?
4: I can tell you and
3: on the studio.
4: I yes I can. I can tell you on both right now. That's okay because I'm gonna have to That's fine.
3: That's fine. I didn't (laughs) I didn't know you realize you were quite that efficient.
4: (laughs) So the the coach purse is at sixty right now and the studio I believe is at one fifty. One fifty? Uh-huh. So you should bid, bid, bid.
3: (laughs) Well, I will go for the coach purse for seventy-five.
4: Okay, I'll put you on there
3: for that. And the studio, you know, I bought the studio last year, and I'm thinking two of them would make a really nice sound system in one of nice. our rooms. Very nice. I'll go for it's 160 now. You said,
4: well, if you want to be 160, you could go higher. No, it's 150. <laughs> it's
3: 150. I'll go 165 on the studio.
4: Okay, I'll go put you on both of those. So all
3: right,
4: <laughs> we'll have to brag on Mister Edwards real quick before before he speaks. We had our own auction on uh, at Florida Council of the Blind and he is a phenomenal auctioneer so I had just had to thank him again so
2: Yep, he was fun to listen to. He really was.
3: <laughs> it was it was great fun. Oh, speaking of listening to it and bidding on it. I did have one question for you Leslie. Yeah. For people if there if there is anyone who has not registered for convention, and incidentally, registration closes uh, Monday. Um, How do they go about bidding if they're not registered for convention?
4: They go to members.acb.org, and they can register there. Even if you're not registering for convention, there's a spot to register, register just for the auction. I think I've been talking too much today. So you can do that or you could call the Minnesota office at 612-332-3242 and ask Nancy, um, one of the Nancys, and they'll help you. Um, it's good if you could do it, you know, before tomorrow because we we really, it does help us when we, if you buy something, then you're in the system and we can um, have all your information that way instead. Because otherwise we have to stop a little bit and get information the night of. Not saying that, but it's just better if we can do it ahead of time.
3: And the auction will be on ACB
4: Media tomorrow night? It sure will. I believe one, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're <laughs> right. I think
3: it is on one.
4: Yeah, I think one. On
3: Media One. I think so. I think that's where I start, too.
4: Yeah. All right. Great. I thank you very much. I just want to say one more thing. Sure. Thank Mary Hop. If you guys do not have computers, go to ACB Media two, and all of the items, Mary Hopp has, has read all the items, so she has read all the appetizer auction items and all the main auction items, so she's been reading, she read for two and a half hours, so if you get a chance, even if you do have a computer, I went this morning, it is phenomenal, she's done a fantastic job, um, and Rick really helped edit it, so Rick Warren, so it's just really cool to see that there this year, so. Um.
2: Oh, and is. the re- the <clears throat> readings start at the beginning of even hours. Thank oh, you. all right, great, good to know.
4: Okay, so you said one ninety for the purse, and I uh, don't think
3: it was quite that high. I think it was 75 and
4: one sixty. The, the <laughs> night is still young. <laughs> I gotcha. You. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Terry.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. Good Happy luck birthday, with it, everybody, and everybody keep bidding. Thanks. Oh my goodness! She does have a. She is a bundle of energy, especially when it comes to the auction. And uh, this auction, it, as she said, this auction is going to benefit membership engagement and the ACB and the community. And then the one in the the holiday auction always benefits uh, ACB Media. And speaking of ACB media, since we are here right now, I want to thank Larry Gassman for streaming us this evening. And Allison Smitherman is hosting with me this evening. And now we're going to get down to the, to the part that I know everybody that's either here on the call or on the air it has been looking forward to. And that is our. Man of the Month. You know, this was an idea that I came up with uh, last Christmas time. And I said, we're going to do this every month. And, you know, good intentions. We did, we did the first two months. We did uh, January was Larry Gassman. And February was Rick Morin. And then March, we did the tributes to the ACB women, of the women of ACB. And then April and May kind of slid by before I realized what had happened. And so now we are up to June. And I said, you know, we need to look for someone who has contributed probably someone who's contributed a lot. And the person that came to my mind, of course, has probably contributed more than any of us even begin to realize. And, like I said in the in the promo forest for tonight's show, that he's been a mentor and a leader to all of us, but most of all, I think he's been a friend to most all of us. And with that, I want to bring Paul Edwards up on our call. So, Paul, if you, I think you are unmuted at this point. I are. Um, and. I think I've known Paul since, um, I don't want to remember how many years. It's at least 25. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something over 25. <laughs> um, and I know that there are people on here who've known him longer than that. Um, I think the first time I ever experienced Paul um, was probably, I want to say, in were you doing resolutions, I believe, in Philadelphia?
2: I was. That's when I started. That's,
3: that's, I thought it was Philadelphia that I remembered that from. That
2: that was the year I managed to make everybody
3: mad. <laughs> that, you say that like that was the only year that you did that.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, that was just when I began the practice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, actually, you want to tell us a little bit about how you got started in ACB?
2: His well, resolutions kind of
3: has something to do with it, I think.
2: I got started in FCB because um, uh, Carl McCoy, who I've interviewed on, and it was an ACB board member as well, who I've interviewed on Tuesday topics, um, was trying to persuade me to come to the ACB convention in Miami, which I didn't. Um, but he then said, well, the very least you can do is become involved in the Florida Council and the local chapter. And I did that. And really, for the next seven years, I was perfectly content, um, playing in my own little swimming pool in, um, in Florida. And one of the things that I did in Florida was uh, I was in charge of our resolutions group. It seems to be something that I have um, either been blessed or cursed with, depending on your point of view. And Grant Mack came down to Florida and said that he thought uh, that the way I was doing resolutions was interesting. And would I come to Philadelphia and become a part of the Resolutions Committee? And I was very honored and flattered, and I thought, yeah, I can do that. So I get up there and discover that I'm not part of the Resolutions Committee, I'm the chair. (laughs) (laughs) That was not such a fun thing, because I then proceeded to do my best and ended up recognizing all kinds of people who all kinds of other people thought I shouldn't have recognized, and ended up not recognizing all kinds of people who those people thought I should recognize. (laughs) And and what was even worse, um, I had the bad grace um, to occasionally uh, put a little humor in, like all those in favor say aye, all those opposed say ear. (laughs) and the net result was that there were a lot of people who were mad at me for for making a very serious process a joke how dare i so so i i didn't come out of that very popular with some people but i think most of the membership actually really liked the fact that that i really did try to make resolutions understandable and and tried to make it as much fun as i could so
3: yeah yeah. And from there, you went on to the Board of Directors, I believe, I think was your
2: next... It was not. ...giant step. It wasn't. No. My next step was to become first vice president of ACB.
3: <laughs> oh, I was thinking you did that from the board.
2: No. <laughs> and, and again, it, it, it was and not something... And that was
3: quite a shock to everyone, I think.
2: I, I think it was, because... I was conned by a a lady who uh, some of our older members will remember named M.J. Schmidt to become one of five or six nominees for the first vice presidential slot. And um, the idea was, um, and, and I'm not making a comment on the political correctness of this action, but The reason it was being done was Derwood K. McDaniel had indicated that he was going to run for the office of first vice president, and there were a number of people in the organization who felt like he had promised that he wouldn't run for that office. They were fine with him doing anything else, but they felt like um, he was a little beyond the prospect of suddenly becoming president, as he would have had the uh, the president died or had something happened to the president. So there were like six of us who were running and much to my shock and chagrin, um, I ended up being kind of the last man standing <clears throat> against Derward, and ended up winning and ended up losing a few more friends. There there are some folks in ACB who have not spoken to me since and who will never forgive me for having challenged Durward And I, and I get that. Yeah. I,
3: you know, it's, it's it's a tough call. It's a yeah, but I but I mean I challenged
2: him with to. no expectation of winning. I challenged him on on the basis of of of, of a supposedly espoused principle from MJ. So, <laughs> 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 no expectation of winning.
3: <laughs> Those of us that have been around a while can all enjoy that little snicker.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> um. And from there, um, that was kind of your launching pad into the presidency. It was that was in eighty nine, I think, wasn't
2: it? I think I, it was around eighty nine. <clears throat> my so. my 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 knowledge of dates is awful. Um, yeah, uh, but but I ended up serving my my three terms and then getting off the board and being perfectly content to be off the board. <laughs> so. Uh, and 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 I, I I didn't really start out to be running for president, but again, circumstances uh, mm-hmm. caused that there was someone else who wanted to run for the president. I just didn't think he was going to represent acb well and no i'm not going to tell you who it was um those of you who are around probably know who it was um but i'm not going to say um and so i was persuaded to run um you know i had been working with with my good friend leroy saunders um as as his first vice president and he was Mm -hmm. among the people who was really urging me to run for president he he thought that uh he thought it would be good and and my my friend brian charleston agreed to run for first vice president and and i think and i think he and i did did a, a a very good job Frankly, um, not so much me, but that the the combination of us and and then we added to that combination person who probably made both of us better. And that was Charlie Crawford, who we persuaded to give up a job in Massachusetts and come work for ACB for less money than he was earning in Massachusetts, which is which was a, a, a wonderful thing that he did for us.
3: That's true. That's true. And uh, that's how I ended up down there. And, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and uh, we had quite a team put together at that point. We I did. Just wanna did. F- I have a question for you about all of that time. Um, but I do want to just point out, for, especially for people who haven't been around as long as we have. And um, I, I just want to say, you you mentioned that you were uh, worked as first vice president for Leroy. And... You know, if there's anyone I've known, I've lost track of how many, probably about seven, maybe eight of ACB's presidents. And this is no reflection on you, Paul, <laughs> but probably one of the people that for so many reasons I respect more than any of the others, with Paul as the possible exception, is was Leroy Saunders. I think Leroy just had the most amazing abilities to ramp down a, any kind of a situation,
2: and, um, and he never got the credit that he deserved for no, his presidency either. No, um, he didn't. You know there 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 were there were always people who were a little more colorful than Leroy, but. But in terms of getting the work done, in terms of um, roping people together and making them do it, um, most people forget that it was under Leroy Saunders that our first uh, our 1st five-year plan was developed. Yeah. Um, uh, but of course, as I, as I told him, it was really nice of you to develop it and then quit and leave me to have to implement <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> That's true. But... Leroy was Leroy was a wonderful wonderful person and if anybody ever gets a chance to go back and listen to some of the old convention recordings on the website and that um, you know he wasn't the most eloquent speaker on earth but you always knew that what Leroy was saying was what he really felt and what he um, and as I say I think he was one of the best, people at bringing people together
2: right the other, the other thing that was really that was really good about Leroy is that is that he had really good connections um with other organizations in the field and mm-hmm. and so he was able to do a better job really than virtually any of our other presidents at reaching out and and, and pulling the community together and 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 really, that's one of the, one of the reasons why he and I got along as well as we did. Because that's always been my notion of of what A C B ought to do. We ought to be at 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 the center of creating um, a, a value system that puts people who are blind first.
3: I, I've never agreed with you more. Um. I I completely agree with you. And I think that, I I like to think that a lot of what Leroy did is what you carried forward. Sure. With your presidency and and enhanced in many, many ways.
2: Yeah. And that's why I'm I'm
3: going to ask you a question. Yes. What would you say are the three, or just a couple even, um, of the greatest achievements of acb under your leadership as president
2: well i mean obviously from from my perspective the the creation of acb radio acb media has got to be one of them um that i mean that that excited me so much i went to new zealand uh recruited jonathan mosen persuaded him to come work for us and we were in fact Talking about this a couple of weeks ago when we had our great debate, um, and, um, <laughs> and 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 um, one of the things that we said is is that we both we both approached um, the creation of ACB Radio in in a particular way, and that was that there was nothing that was out of bounds. There was no such thing as ACB. Uh, correctness, we, we we simply would not include that. And the only way that Jonathan would come work for us is if that was was the case. And and really, the only way I would have hired him was if that was the case. Because one of the things that we wanted to do was to, was to do something that had never been done before, which is to create a voice of blind people in the world. Uh, which which had never been before, where blind people all over the world could hear blind people talking about being blind and talking about how to do better as people who are blind, and we were so excited about the prospect and so excited about having multiple streams out there that could do that. Uh, it, uh, it was it, that was amazing. I also think that um, starting B flag controversial, though it was, was the right thing to do. And, and I enjoyed that. Um, but, I, but I also think, and, and I guess this is the third, the third thing I would list. Um, uh, what I wanted to do for ACB and what I was probably pretty good at, and I'm not sure if I still am, but maybe, um, is helping ACB figure out who we are. And so a lot of my president's messages, if you go back, were messages that weren't being written by uh, other presidents before me. Messages that that actually pretty frankly compared what we do with what the Federation does. Um, I tried to talk about our democratic values, but the values that NFB has in terms of being able to move more quickly in the environment, because they don't have to worry so much about getting approval from hither, thither, and yon. They have a central government that can act independently, which means that if there's something that they want to do quickly, they can do it, whereas we really shouldn't be able to, and probably still can't um but but i but i also wanted people to really think about who they were as blind people and so a lot of my messages kind of focused on my experiences but also on the experiences of blind people and in terms of the way that um the, the way that I hope they would begin to think about themselves and about blindness which which for long before that i I'd, I'd been going around saying how proud I was to be a, a person who's blind rather rather than anything else I'm certainly not ashamed, but I but but I but, you know there were lots of uh, lots of situations where what I wanted people to feel to feel was that every day that we survive in a world with all kinds of areas stacked against us was a victory for us and we needed to celebrate that victory you know every time we crossed the street and didn't get hit by a car was a victory we should stop at the the other side of the street and clap and tell us what a good job we did How often have you lived in downtown? <laughs> <clears throat> All right, well, uh, but I've but I've done it. I, I really That's have true. because yeah, because it's fun to do it, and it's very liberating to do. I mean, when you get across that street, especially a busy street where a car just misses you, you know, you want to turn around and say, "Nana, Nana, missed me," <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> or as they say in Ireland,
3: what is it? An inch is as good as a mile. That's the driver's pretty... attitude. And sometimes it needs to be ours.
2: Um, and, and I can't tell you how many canes I've had to replace courtesy of motor cars. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. I wouldn't want to guess
3: how many broken canes there are in this house. From just that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's from that same scenario. Um, but, you know, you bring up about li- you know life in general, you know, ACB hasn't been, I, I don't think ACB can be anyone's entire life. I think if it is, that's really kind of sad.
2: Um it- I think sometimes it can be too much of, of, of a person's life. I think that's what one of the things has happened to me. Um, you know, one of the things that I regretted when Gail died, who was um, my wife, was that I didn't spend more time with her. And the reason I didn't was because I was so committed to ACB that I was gone probably, oh, 30 or 35 weekends a year yeah. and working full time.
3: That, and that's what I mean, but but you did. That's true, in, in during those years, especially. But you you do have quite a family, anyhow. I do. And you um, would you like to tell us a little bit about your family? Um, I especially I, feel like I, I feel like I almost know your eldest daughter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I I'm very well. I have I have three children: two girls and a boy. Um, and and uh, they pro- the girls in particular probably wouldn't love me telling how old they are, but um, but um, they're they're both over fifty, <laughs> and um, my my son uh, will be fifty next year, so he's getting up there as well. Um, the two girls live here in Jacksonville, and uh, my son lives up in Virginia. Um, and each of them have children so i have 10 grandchildren altogether um and i have recently moved into a house with my eldest daughter who probably saved my life last year i think without her i probably would have died um and so i've moved into a house with her and her three kids and um Occasionally, when he's not wandering the world driving trucks, my brother hangs out with us as well. So it's a, it's a bigger house than one might think for one old man, but it's a, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a nice spot. Um, and family are fun. My my eldest female grandchild is still hasn't seen the house, even though she's going to be living here because she's over in Europe in hamburg uh doing advanced engineering courses so graduate from the university of florida next year with a degree in space engineering so oh, wow. that should be fun
3: <laughs> yes indeed especially with you having cape canaveral and cape kennedy yeah. and some so much of the uh, space industry mm-hmm. uh, there in florida that is that's fabulous so maybe she won't be traveling too far from home. Maybe not. And not too far from grandpa.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: And of course, we, many of us do remember um, your wife, Gail. Yes. And all that she... Put up with with you no i'm just That's kidding right. <laughs> and, well, and,
2: and, and i'm happy to say she earned more than i did which was good uh because she spent more than i did she was a shopper <laughs> <laughs> um, i but i was very i was very lucky lucky to have had her as long as i did and um one one of the uh, one of the ways i got to know terry and frank well is they were kind enough to come down after gail died and and be here for for her funeral and kind of support me so um that's an indication of how important friends are
3: that's true it's it's amazing when friends what you know we just felt like we couldn't not be there and um you know but that's that's just the way friends are i think i think and you know where we are a A a motley crew of friends. We are some of us, (laughs) and so many of us within ACB. Yes, and uh, um, but and and that brought has brought some you know the the past Gail's passing, Gail's illness, and Gail's passing has brought so much of a legacy in some ways um, to ACB and. To uh, truthfully to visibilities, yeah um, you know I think we've we've you know done some work and we've got still got a lot more to do on dealing with the medical profession and uh, I know you had some some very serious problems with them when Gail was
2: ill I did and, I did um, and 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 really was very angry um, for a while not so much because Gail died though that wasn't an- awful thing and it it happened very very quickly um but but i was angry because the, the folks the the folks weren't honest and they didn't think they had to be so for example um it was only after gail died that i knew that for the last three days um everybody who was coming into her room of a medical Sort was wearing what amounted to a hazmid suit or a hazmat suit <clears throat> because of the, the 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 kinds of infections she was getting as a result of um, of of having taken drugs that completely destroyed her immune system, which it was supposed to um, on the way to supposedly uh, getting to the leukemia which it didn 't um but they but they never told me and they also and they also didn't indicate that it was very possible if not likely um that the treatment would kill her which it did she didn't die of leukemia she died of infections that she got because her immune system was destroyed to try to destroy the leukemia it's
3: amazing it's amazing and you know they're just there's just so much more work that we need to do in that area. There is. there is. There really is. There's so much we need to do in that, and just in the whole, in in relationships and communication with the medical field in
2: general. Right. And and from my perspective, I believe that doctors and nurses have a special responsibility to people who are blind because we we don't have as easy an access to. Uh, information on the internet as others do and and so it seems to me that that the corollary of that ought to be you have an obligation then to provide me with even fuller disclosure than you would your normal patients
3: that's that's good point and i think but i think on the other hand too we need to do more educating of the medical profession, and that's not an
2: easy thing to do. Yeah, we put um, up posters in, in Gail's hospital room that essentially said, um, don't come in this room without announcing yourself and saying who you are, and don't leave without saying you're leaving. Yeah,
3: it, it, uh-huh. that kind of thing needs to and be it's, done, it's, but-
2: I mean that's how basic that the lack of knowledge is and 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 we still had to yell at people because they, they they weren't abiding by what the poster said.
3: Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I mean I know everybody on here is tired of hearing my my story or two that I use as an example of um, people who you know, people who work in hospitals um I especially have a thing against the social workers in hospitals, uh, because they can just act so, so just because they just have no clue, but they've had no training either. They have no clue. They've done things like, um, I was in the hospital one time and they wouldn't, they insisted that I had to use a commode. They wouldn't let me get out of the bed because I wouldn't be able to find my way to the bathroom in my own room, in a single room. Um, And for anybody that doesn't know, I've had partial vision. I've been like 2,200, like my, virtually my entire life. Um, I've used to, uh, captain, is that the word?
2: I forget the word now. Um, We'll we'll put some some strong cheese in the bathroom next time. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh, you are bad. Or one time when Frank was in and he was getting dressed and the the social worker came in and said, what do you think you're doing? He said, I, I know I'm getting dressed. They want to know. How did he know that those were his clothes? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's amazing the the, the lack of knowledge. Another doctor we went to one time automatically just con- contacted the county for them to send out someone for a wellness check because he couldn't imagine that we could be. Um, perfectly all right. Living two two blind people living together, probably want to see our marriage alone, alone. Either that, or they want to see our marriage certificate, which is um, <laughs> probably withered away in, in uh, the parchment that it was written on, one hundred and fifty four thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know those kinds of things, and those the, are the only marriage certificate I know of
2: with dinosaur droppings.
3: Yes, exactly. (laughs) We will be married 49 years next month. (laughs) Excellent. That is so good. Oh, goodness. Um, But, you know, before we go any further, unless there's anything that you would like to point out in particular, I'd like to give other people that are on here a chance to just have a quick chat. Um, to ask you any questions make any comments and so I'm going to ask Allison if she would just quickly run through the the got it and the, uh, the do the routine
5: okay Terry I sure will <laughs> um, okay so uh, as most of you know this call is being recorded for our safety and security and so therefore you will need to press the got it button before you can do any of the commands that I'm about to give you so, And all of these commands are toggles, so if you're on a PC and you'd like to raise or lower your hand, you can do that with Alt-Y, mute or unmute with Alt-A, and if you're on a Mac, you will raise your hand or lower it with Option-Y. Mute or unmute with Command-Shift-A. If you're on your smart device, the raised hand option is under the More button, which is in the lower right-hand corner of your screen. The Mute-Unmute button is located in the lower left-hand corner of your screen. If you're on a standard telephone, you will raise or lower your hand with Star-9. Mute or unmute with Star-6. And that's it. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
3: And. Well where' um, people are getting used to all that and finding the goddesss and all that kind of fun stuff well um, your early life is is fascinating too, I think, in that you um, certainly did a lot of other things before ACB. I know you did some teaching, you uh, went to school in Trinidad um,
2: Well, you have a
3: pretty rounded early (laughs) life, I would say. I started
2: out in San Francisco, California, and um, uh, uh, was one of the few people who failed kindergarten. I thought that was pretty clever. It's not everybody you can do that. Um, So I failed kindergarten. I went for a while to the California School for the Blind. um, And then uh, at, at the age of eight, my mother. Got divorced and remarried, and I moved to Canada, and went to school in Vancouver and lived in Calgary. So went back and forth every every semester by train, which was great fun. And then, at the age of thirteen, moved to Jamaica, and uh, ended up going to the University of the West Indies and getting a history degree, and then. Uh, went to Trinidad to do a degree in international relations from a branch of l'Institut de Relations International uh, uh, from Geneva, which had opened up in Trinidad to serve developing countries. Um, And I really enjoyed that one-year master's degree. And then uh, ended up getting married and suddenly had to think about finding a way to earn money. So um, for the next 10 years at two different schools, I taught a variety of subjects including english and essay writing and primarily history so it was fun
3: and that was all while you were in in trinidad in trinidad Ah, mm-hmm. uh, well we do have a few hands raised um i think our first one if i'm correct i think is is uh calandra area code 682 if you want to unmute I might be wrong. Maybe that isn't cool. There you are. There you are. I thought it was you.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, What I wanted to know is outside school, have you done any exciting traveling like out of state or anything like that?
2: I have. um, A lot of it to do with ACB. One of the things you did if you were, a leader of ACB is you got to participate in uh, the World Blind Union. So the first um, major trip outside the United States that I took was to go to Egypt and had an opportunity to wander around in the pyramids and stole a pebble from one of them. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Egyptian guys are now probably coming to look for me. Um, Yeah, but, but so I enjoyed that, but I've also been to Australia three times and to New Zealand once a couple of years ago. Um, for the first time I went to the UK, which is something that I've always wanted to do. I went with my brother. Um, so I I, I don't I don't mind traveling. It, it it doesn't bother me, but I'm not I'm not big on kind of sightseeing stuff. I like I I'm I much prefer to kind of come to understand the atmosphere of places if I can. I loved both Australia and New Zealand would we'll go back there in a minute and in fact. Jonathan and I were talking about perhaps my going out there next year. And so we'll see what happens. Maybe I will. Oh how neat. That would be great again.
3: Thanks, Colin.
5: Thank you.
3: And Allison, I think you know the next one who's got his hand up.
5: I think I do, Terry. Let's see. I think Mm -hmm. you might.
3: I asked him to unmute, but he hasn't seemed to do that yet. There he is, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smitherman. Good
1: evening, uh, Miss Pacheco. Uh, always good to be here, and uh, you a man of the month. Uh, certainly deserves to be. Yes. And I just wanted to uh, thank for Paul for being a friend and giving me a chance in ACB. Well, wow. you and, you, and, you didn't and, need a chance you just needed
2: a chance to shine is what you needed.
1: Well, you know, you you were took a chance and I appreciate it. <clears throat> well, I
2: appreciate it. you're taking a chance and going to work for me. Um I I I recruited Michael to become our our ig- exhibit coordinator and uh even though I'm no longer there, he hasn't been able to get away from it yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um but and that's Michael, what, Michael and I spent lots of time in Mississippi as well Oh, um yes. with with some others and, and working not just on on A C B stuff, but on some really exciting cross disability stuff that yes. Michael was involved with in in Mississippi. Um and, and we also got an opportunity to see what we could do about destroying a whole keg of homemade beer while we were there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember we, that. You know,
1: we got our we got our dog drove so he could quit (laughs) but you know the the thing that that I remember fondly was when you went out when we we had our next president come in and I stayed for the board meeting that that day and the, the president then president said all committees are hereby dissolved and Paul goes uh, Mr. President, that might not be a good idea because they still got work to do. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, back in the day. Oh, yeah. indeed, <laughs> indeed. But thank you, my friend. Uh
2: well, thank you, my friend. I mean, it, it you are the you you are the folks who make ACB run. Uh, I I just happen to be the person who who occasionally stands up in front. But you're the guys who make ACB run, not me. Thank you uh-huh.
3: uh, It was Those were some good years They were some amazing things That took place in those times They were I remember, I remember that when I first came down um, Penny Reader You folks had hired Penny As the uh, Braille Forum editor Yep And within, within the first three weeks That we were um, Working down here Um We had an, as long as we would like, and it ended up over two hours, uh, interview. And I think a lot of it had to do, interview with Fred Schroeder, who was the uh, RSA director at the time. And I think a lot of that had to do with Paul's ability to reach out and um, mend some pretty broken fences at that time. Yeah, well and, <clears throat> and, and I think and- there's been a lot that's been done with mending some broken fences with NLS as well through the years. And you've had a lot to do with that.
2: Well. Paul, uh, Schroeder was, was Fred Schroeder was was very interesting because his his adopted son um or, or, or certainly, somebody who we mentored was uh, a young man who was at Miami Dade College and one of the brightest people I know. He's en- ended up becoming a lawyer um, oh, really? in the long run. But, um, but uh, Fred, Fred, and I, and 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 I, I again, I, I don't think a lot of people know that Fred is actually from Peru. He's not from the U.S. Um, I didn't know that. No, <clears throat> and. Um, he he and and his protege, who who I work with at the college, um, you know, have 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 kind of kept in touch and and so, you know, I, I I admire a lot about Fred Schroeder. I think he's very bright and very capable, and I'm really sort of sorry that uh, for 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 what he's gotten himself into over the past couple of years. Um, it's 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 very sad because. We sometimes lose sight of the fact that there are loads of people with lots of ability um, who who make mistakes. So the mistakes are serious, and, I, and and we can't turn our backs on them, but it's still sad.
3: That's true. Well, you know, Paul, there's one person on this call tonight that I don't think anyone would, will ever turn their back on again. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. you. And I just want to thank you for coming on tonight. I think that um, there's an awful lot of people that have called me over the last few days saying, are you really going to have Paul on Friday night? And I'm not going to miss it on ACB Media. And um, why don't you tell very quickly, because I'm running out of time and I need to make an announcement at the end. um, Tuesday Topics. You started doing Tuesday topics a long time ago. Took a hiatus from it. It's back. Um, you've been doing some fascinating sh- programming on there. I think it's been great. I loved it. Um, you're right now kind of in hiatus with the resolutions and the convention, but when will you be coming back again?
2: The, the, week, after, the week after the convention's over, um, Rick and Larry and I hope to be back doing Tuesday topics. And um, <laughs> I also want to announce that Tuesday Topics will will be undergoing a change. I have asked um Brian Charlson to become kind of the co-host, co-producer of Tuesday Topics with me so that um oh. so so that it'll have the brand of both of us and I think that will be fun. The uh, the famous president and vice president will be in the saddle again. So. <laughs>
3: Ah, that does sound, I think that should prove wonderful, a great, um, I can't say an improvement because I think Tuesday Topics is pretty perfect to begin with, but certainly a great enhancement to it. Um, Brian's been, you know, I know you and Brian have been so close for so long and uh, you are quite, you know, he's the frick to your frack. He,
2: He is. And um and, and-, and Terry, thank you so much for having me on. I, I, I don't consider myself to be so much a, a a man of the month as as simply um as, as simply a person who's been fortunate enough to uh, to have spent a, a lot of year, years doing doing things that I've truly enjoyed and have had the opportunity to see. Many things get better for people who are blind. And that's that's the measure of how a society can change and alter. And, and, and that's what makes it worth doing.
3: Well, and in order for that to happen, you need to have good leadership. And under your um, presidency, I think this organization had some of its best leadership. And Thank now you. we've had just about as much Being nice to each other as we've ever had, I think. (laughs) So getting a little deep out there, folks. Let me just thank Paul again. I want to thank Allison and Larry again. And just let you know that for the next two weeks, we will be on vacation. Actually, we will be on convention. Um, We won't be. I am probably going to do a visibilities for kind of a convention wrap up and And how did you feel about it on July 8th? But starting on July 15th, we have some new things coming to Visibilities, too. And I will tell you about those later because I don't want to run over Larry's famous and we're clear. (laughs) So I thank you all for joining me tonight. Enjoy the convention. Enjoy the auction. Enjoy our friendship with all of our friendships with Paul. And good night, everyone.